Hi, I'm Jenny Pinker of Odyssey Organizing. And I'm Bianca Grimmel of BG Organizing. And we're here to help you find your way into an organized and productive life. This season is our How to Get Started series. We'll be talking about motivation, planning, maintaining, and all other facets of organizing. On top of that, we'll sprinkle in some self-care and mindfulness that will add to your organizing journey. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the BG Odyssey podcast. This is our fourth episode, part two, of planners, schedules, and calendars. In the last episode, we talked about all the different kind of learning styles. In this episode, we will be discussing paper versus digital planners. As before, we will finish our chat with a simple action item you can do to put some of these topics to work in your daily life. Well, we all have a lot on our plate in various areas of our life. So where do we put all these to-dos, appointments, and other time-sensitive tasks? We will be getting into that right now. Personally, I am kind of old school. I love a paper planner. It's really important for me in my weekly routines to you know, sit down and really dump all of those to-dos down onto some kind of piece of paper. So I, uh, I use my like trusty Franklin Covey. Um, what I love about paper calendars is that physically writing things down tends to cement information in a way that uh, typing really doesn't. For me, just writing it down in my calendar helps it stick in my mind so that even if I don't have it on me or I'm not referring to it, I'm like, oh, I have to do this thing or, oh, I have this one client on Wednesday. It also really helps with overcommitment because if you're one of those people who is like an automatic yes, right? Like, oh, what are you doing on Saturday? I'm free. Um, if you have a paper planner, you don't always have it on you. You can't always check it. And so it gives you kind of an automatic pause before you make the commitment and you say, absolutely, that will work. You know, it gives you an out. Oh, I'll check my calendar and I'll let you know, which may have you reconsidering. How many things am I already committed to this week? Have I set enough time aside for myself, for my sanity? So that's really important for time management to be able to make sure that you're balancing all these things properly. And in this digital age, it's great for somebody like Ginny, who's more of a paper person to, well, my planner's at home, so I'll get back to you. Sit, refer, see how much social time you already have scheduled, how much business time you already have scheduled, how much you time you have already scheduled. And then you can properly assess how the rest of the plans are going to go that you want to input in your calendar. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the other great thing about paper planners is that they don't lose data. Like you write it down, it's there. Uh, I know I have heard people complain sometimes about when they put uh, appointments into the iCal or the Google Calendar. It's like, oh, it just disappeared. Like weird glitch happened. And my pen never does that. Sometimes I will say, though, that, uh, you know, my writing is not always the most legible. So you do have to be careful about losing data that way, I suppose. So in regards to Jenny talking about losing data, as business owners, that could be really scary for us because we are there to be the organizers, to have all the information and to have all our stuff together and be professionals. So you can't really say, well, it's not on my computer. I forgot about it. 
So that's just something to think about, you know, maybe duplicate it somewhere else as well. Or if it's really important, do a one sheet of the most important things coming up just in case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's honestly one of the things I love most about my paper planner is it gives like I can put everything in here. My appointments, my meetings, my to do's, my quarterly goals, like there's just room for all of that. And oftentimes we'll get into this later, but oftentimes with the specialized apps, you have to be like, oh, did I I put this in my notes app or my to do app or my list app? And like it's hard for me to remember where all those things are. So I just keep it all in one place in my paper planner. And the other great thing about the paper planner is it really does give you the ability to investigate some more creative planning systems. You know, you can like write things in the margins and develop your own kind of symbol system and really customize it in a way that software doesn't always allow. Specifically, if you are like a very creative minded person and you're using like a bullet journal type system where it's like that's that's fully developed by you and ultimately should seamlessly integrate with all the unique unique aspects of your life, which is great. What is lacking in the paper planner system for you? What are some of the issues that may come up from using the paper planner? Well, I think the big one, right, is that it's it's bigger and bulkier than a phone. Like I typically try to bring it with me on site when I'm working with a client. Um, you know, it's, I don't have one of those giant monarch sized ones. Mine's relatively small it's about the size of a paperback book but that's still too big to like throw in a going out purse right so you got to lug it around which can be dangerous like what if you forget it someplace all your information's in there you can't back it up to the cloud and then access that on your computer later which you can do if you like leave your phone um and it's especially problematic if you lose it and it's got all kinds of sensitive information in it. Like if you're storing your passwords in there or maybe your social security number or like bank account information, you know, there's no encryption, there's no code, there's no fingerprint to prevent just anybody opening this thing and accessing all of that information. And it can also create issues with like storage and physical clutter you know like I I take a lot of notes in my paper planner I keep a lot of contact information in there and various kind of random things that come up I usually have it in front of me when I'm doing phone consultations or that kind of thing and so I'll like jot notes down and and I do keep a separate note system but I try to keep at least one year backlog of my paper planner in case I need to refer to client information or, you know, this person who booked me for a speaking engagement, like, and it was six months in advance and like, oh, you know, what was this thing? I know that I can find it, that information about the time that they called me in my planner, but where do you put that? You know, do you really want to be keeping five years worth of paper planners like on your bookshelf? That's That's a lot of information. Yeah. The other thing is every time you start a new one, you know, you're sitting there and you're rewriting all of the necessary information. You know, if found, please call Ginny Pinker. This is my cell phone number. You know what I mean? And it's like that takes time. And often in digital varieties, all of that's already automated, right? Remember the days when like when you got a new cell phone, you had to plug in all of your contacts all over again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was none of that... uh 
cloud syncing. Mm-hmm. The store does it for you. Nope. Start start from scratch. Yeah. Yep. These days, like, it's crazy. You get a new phone and it's like, oh, my, my old background is still there. All of my downloaded apps are automatically downloaded onto my phone. Like, it, it's so seamless. And you don't get that with a paper planner. It's pretty incredible when you think about it where we are uh, in our digital age here. It's, it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. how technology has moved so forward. So speaking of the digital age, we will be talking now about the digital systems, which are the ones that I typically tend to use over paper. You know, sometimes I do a little bit of a hybrid. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I double up. I do a little handwriting and then I transfer it to digital. But primarily digital is where I keep all my information, my task management, my calendaring, all of that. I mean, it's weightless. It goes everywhere with you it's you know phones are can be as big or small as you want right now so in the back pocket you have your life with you which is so comforting but yet a little scary the good thing about that though is the syncability right so everything I'm a Mac person so everything that I have in my phone gets transferred to my iPad gets transferred to my desktop my client files my personal stuff my reminders all of it, all of it in one or multiple places, depending on my needs, which is amazing. I really like that you can have your team all access particular documents. You can do, you know, the Dropbox, you have the Google Drive, you have all of that where, you know, if you're going paper route, I just, you have to incorporate some form of digital, right, to be able to have team accessibility. So, it's, it's pretty awesome that you can have everybody looking at the same stuff, editing, reviewing, putting pictures up on it. Amazing collaboration through the, the different digital varieties. You know, I will say I, I don't typically work with teams on my jobs, um, but I do have a digital calendaring system that I try to use with my clients so they can see the upcoming appointments, you know, and like we can confirm and all that good stuff. And I don't know if it's just because maybe I work with the kind of people who feel the same way I do, but almost all of my clients are really not the most digitally savvy and they almost never check the little calendar and I got to text them anyway. Absolutely. And for for myself as well, I do know organizers love doing those Google invites and things like that so that it pops automatically on clients calendars. So really, they don't have an excuse. It's it's on there. They can't say they forgot the appointment or whatnot. But even though I am digital for my team management and for myself, for clients, I also always text as well or you know, even some people don't e- aren't even that advanced with text message. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to shoot an email and sometimes you have to shoot a phone call. So I agree with you in that aspect. When working with our particular clientele, we have to figure out what's going to make the most sense for them as well. Through digital, there are so many apps to choose from with different specialties, which are amazing, but can also be a little bit of a um, visual overload a little a little too much stimuli right it's like ah, what do I choose what do I do so there's a pro and a con to that um, when you go digital you're also saving money really because number one paper recycling you know I'm going a little green on this one it it's it's a lot it's a lot of 
stuff, physical stuff to have and physical stuff to dispose of. Whereas when you go digital, you know, usually our systems last five to 10 years, depending on, you know, what product you go with, but it saves you the space and it also saves you the waste. So I will say those are some benefits as well. You can get into the software glitches that Ginny was talking about. I just wanted to add too, it's that digital calendaring apps tend to be cheaper. Yeah, that's true as well. The cost, the cost of uh, the apps versus, you know, big, beautiful, tangible right. calendaring systems that just look so pretty and they have all the, the different functionalities, but it might hit the pocket a little bit. So I know I talked about team collaboration and how amazing that could be with having all the members looking at the same information and everything in one place. But something to also think about is people can edit information in shared spaces without directly informing you. So if you do have team collaboration, you definitely want to set some guidelines on who can just like read only files or read and edit files and definitely have that line of communication of please don't touch this document because I worked hard on it. Just, you know, call me if you have a question about it. Um, when we are inputting this information, you know, typing on the phone or uh, hand typing on the keyboard, you get in a little bit into autopilot mode, right? You know, you're not gaining that processing from pen to paper and writing things out. So that might be tricky for a few people. Um I'm not too sure about the creative space that is out there right now for digital world, but it is definitely a lot less than having paper options for creatives. I do know that. Um, you also have to use separate apps sometimes for your to-dos, your tasks, your projects management, your scheduling. So that can be overwhelming in itself. Um, I know there are a lot of built-in programs now that have all of that, but those might be a little pricey. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I tend to run into issues with when I'm doing digital stuff is is typos, you know, like oftentimes if I'm throwing something on my phone, it's because I'm on the go. I don't have time to sit down with my paper planner and, you know, like check and double check. It's like, oh, I, you know, I'm at a stoplight. I shouldn't do this at a stoplight. But, you know, sometimes it happens. And I do that, too. And I think it's really important. I actually just had this conversation with my husband yesterday. It's really important to um, you. I don't know if Android has the feature, but now you can put something on that you automatically click something. I haven't tried it yet. And when you're driving, it it senses that the car is in motion and there's an automatic message that goes out. Um, I'm currently in my vehicle, like will respond at a better time. And I think you can set these messages to say different things but I think that's really important for us as business people we try to multitask and it can be really unsafe Mm -hmm. and also we might not get the message across properly because we're typing really quick and maybe if we sat back at the office and took a little bit more time doing it it would be a little clearer so for safety reasons too it's really important to 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 do it at a proper time Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm If you are interested in trying out a paper planner, some you might want to take a look at are the Passion Planner and the Panda Planner. Both are available on Amazon and are pretty popular. I think they were both originally Kickstarters. I, like I said, I love my Franklin Covey. It's pretty old school. And then you can also check out, there's a great 
big social media community around bullet journaling, which is actually a system that you use with a blank notebook. So it gives you incredible opportunities for customization. So for the digital world, Google Calendar is just awesome. You can do iOS, Android. It's free. It integrates with Gmail. I mean, it gets all this information from the emails that you've received and plugs it into your calendars. It's just really neat. You can add attachments, do a ton of stuff with it. And we love that it's free. Task management, uh, we really like Todoist. Things 3 is new and really cool. It integrates a bunch of stuff together. So it's the one-stop shop. Definitely check that out. It's iOS. And I got to give a shout out to my reminders because that's what I use religiously. I have something for my groceries, my work, my general. It's it's just amazing. It works for me. I can set alarms. I love it. And yeah, those are recommendations that we have for you guys. So check them out. Let us know what you think. Our action item this week is to choose a planner. Determine what works best for you, what you're interested in. Do some research. Pick it out. If you need to buy it and have it shipped to you, buy it and have it shipped to you. And then start using it. Try to make a routine where you sit down for like 15 minutes once a week. Maybe it's Sunday night. Maybe it's Monday morning. Maybe it's Friday at 3 o'clock when you get bored at your job. Um, Whatever works. Thank you guys so much for listening to part two of Planners, Schedules, and Calendars, Paper versus Digital. We hope that we gave you guys some great uh, thinking points here on if paper is better for you, if you prefer digital, or if you're a hybrid person and you like a little bit of both. The next episode will be episode five, part three of Planners, Schedules, and Calendars. We will be talking about how to use a planner and the best practices for it. If you like what you're hearing, please review us on iTunes. That's really helpful. If you want to help us out, you can also check us out and support us on Patreon. Our Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash BG Odyssey podcast. Or you can check out our website at www.bgodysseypodcast.com. So we would love to hear from you and get some feedback. Also, if you have any questions or comments, And uh, we're happy to mention those on future episodes. Topic suggestions. What do you guys want to hear? What issues are you having? What will you find interesting to learn more about? Please let us know. Our email is bgodysseypodcast at gmail.com. That is b-g-o-d-y-s-s-e-y podcast at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a great one today. Thanks. Mm -hmm.